listening to the Make Chic Happen podcast with your hosts, Melanie Mitro and Katie Ursta, where we navigate the messy middle of building a business and all the work that goes into designing a life you love. Melanie Mitro built a seven-figure network marketing empire while working at the kitchen table, raising her boys and trying not to lose her mind. Melanie loves chatting all things marketing, time management, and leadership development. Katie created the foundation of her seven-figure business while teaching full-time, battling cancer, raising her boys, and avoiding all things laundry. Katie's got you covered with social media storytelling and impact-driven income. We're building a business right alongside you, giving you the inside scoop to the reality of entrepreneurship. The good, the bad, and the really, really messy middle. We're not letting you build your business alone. Pull up a chair, grab your coffee, and let's make chic happen. Now, here's your hosts, Melanie and Katie. Well, hello, everyone. It is Katie Ersta of the Make Chic Happen podcast coming to you kind of solo today, a little bit sad, but it has been a whirlwind of a summer for both Melanie and I. And one of the things we love doing in our Chic Influencer community is is teaching our members how to be healthy CEOs. And this is one of the first times, actually last year, I would say too, uh, that we have really embraced just enjoying being a CEO and prioritizing time with family and vacations and sports and all of the chaos and, and still seeing our business thrive. It's been a beautiful thing and something that we work really closely with our clients on. So part of the reason why I'm coming at you solo today is because Melanie is in enjoying celebrating her husband's 40th birthday. So she is hanging out with him and I am back from vacation, sports, events, and all of that. So here I am with you with a really quick podcast today. And I'm going to talk about purpose uh, when it comes to the type of content that we are putting out. And this is going to be sort of a tangible lesson. So if you have a pen or a piece of paper, you can totally do this, these activities while you're listening to the podcast. But if you're, if you're driving, it's okay to even, even just be listening to it and brainstorming on your own as you go. But I assure you that implementing the things that I teach today are really going to help you clarify your messaging and help you stand out on social media because let's let's face it it's it's kind of loud out there and right now standing out means you have to really know the purpose of the content that you are putting out and also what you want your audience to be able to do with that all right so In order to get started, I feel like I should give a little bit of background about why I know doing these activities and identifying your purpose are really, really going to help you. So I taught middle school many years ago. I taught seventh grade reading. I loved my job. Kids in seventh grade are are quirky and they're fun and awkward. And one of the things that I loved about teaching this age group is a lot of them were in this period of time where they were becoming reluctant 
readers. You know, everything was just not cool. And getting them to love reading meant I had to market basically why reading was something that could benefit them, why it was good for them or why it could be fun for them. So everything had to make sense to them in order for them to be excited about doing it. And so one of the lessons that I would teach is PIES. I would talk about this acronym PIES and identifying an author's purpose for writing. And when we started to understand PIES, when my students started to understand PIES, they started to look for clues about what type of reading or what type of writing they were really being in tune to. And then they became very good about seeing what's the author's main purpose for this type of of reading. And this is 100% applicable to what we know now is sometimes a reluctant audience when we're on social media. And they're reluctant because they're sensitive to being sold to. Nobody wants to feel like the messages that are being put out in front of them are going to cost them money or or dollars are going to fly out of their wallet. Or have you ever felt like somebody's going to slide into your DM messages and they are direct messages and they're going to try to sell you on a quick fix or an oil or um, just a product that you're like, nope, um, my guard is up, right? And so that's what I notice we're seeing a lot of on social media is a guard that's being put up that people become very defensive of their space. And in order to like break that barrier so people can begin to see the value of what you have to offer, we really need to be establishing trust. And even in the the trainings that we do in the Chic Influencer community, one of them is about building your healthy pipeline and the specifics of, of how to do that, how to not just increase your following, but make sure that your following is, is starting to trust you and you're cultivating a community. But for today's sake, in this purpose, we're going to talk about, we're going to really talk about purpose. So First thing we're going to do is we're going to really just kind of do a brainstorm. And the first question I want to ask you is, do you know the purpose of every piece of content that you put out on social media? So for example, you know exactly what you want this piece of content to do. And that can be something like increasing traffic to your website. It can be for the purpose of email growth. It can be a really hard call to action where you're inviting people into a group or you're offering a freemium. Uh, It could be for promoting sales. It could be for promoting yourself as a mentor. It could be just cultivating engagement and building brand awareness. But before you type a post, put out a piece of content, do you ask yourself, okay, what is the purpose? What do I want this piece of content to do for my audience? And also, what do I want to see in return? So For the time that you are putting into writing a piece of content, do you know why you're doing it? Do you know what that piece of content is going to get you in return? And if you aren't sure what that is, I want you to take a step back and before you post, ask yourself, 
what is the purpose of this piece of content? And a simple way to do that is if you if you read a piece of content that you have, ask yourself, does it have that so what factor? And I'll give you an example. I was I was posting um, a picture of my kids and I at the gym, and we were all in the mirror and we were like making muscles. And at first, the the content that I wrote was just about our family. And then I asked myself, but why? What is the purpose of showing this piece of my life, this private piece of my life? Why, why am I showing this to people? What do I want them to do with it? And so it changed it around. Instead, I talked about healthy body image and I talked about wanting to instill a, a healthy body image with my kids. But I also talked about the story about being that kid when I was little and praying. I was praying so hard for God to help me um, and make me skinny like my friends. And he never answered my prayer. And so it also became a teachable. I taught people about how God answers prayer. And then I talked about how when I was was writing this in the back pocket prayers, the, the, the journal that I released last fall, how this actually is incorporated into my life now. And now he never gave me skinny as a kid, but what he's given me now today is a healthy understanding of body and how to fight for your health and how to create and instill healthy body image with my children. And so that post that at first was just, me and my boys in the mirror and they were making muscles and they were super cute. It was just a really adorable moment. I asked myself, what do I want this post to do? And I wanted it to guide people back to the back pocket prayers. And because I asked that question, I was able to curate a sale. I was able to grow my email list. I was able to guide people to the the Instagram back, back, back pocket prayer page. And so because I stopped and asked myself, what is the purpose of this piece of content before I just posted, I was able to yield a result. Okay. So now that we understand, okay, step one is take a step back and ask myself what the purpose of this piece of content is. Well, what does purpose actually look like? And this is where that PIES acronym comes into play. So the PIES acronym and what I taught in middle school and is 100% applicable to what I do today with my business online is, is simple. First, you have the letter P, which is uh, for persuade. The next letter you have is I, which is for inform. The next letter you have, which is E, is to entertain. The last letter you have is S, which is to share thoughts and feelings. All four of those recreate your purpose. So you're asking yourself, is, you know, my purpose going to be to build brand awareness? Is my purpose going to be to get people to do something? And so the way that you do it is through those four types of writing. You have persuade, you have inform, you have entertain, and you have share thoughts and feelings. So let's break it down even more. So persuasive writing is when you are creating some type of call to action. You want people to do something with that piece of content that you have out. And usually a persuasive type of writing is going to call them to sign up, opt in. It's going to get them to click. It's going to get them to actually purchase 
It's persuasive. And what I find a lot of time is within our community and within the people that Melanie and I do mentor, a lot of times we back away from this, which is the exact opposite of what we want to do as anyone who's marketing on social media, because we do have to persuade people about why we are the girl for the job, how we can support them in whatever services, through whatever services we have to offer. And so a persuasive piece of writing has to have a call to act in some way for your audience. Let's let's take a look at an example. So let's say that I sell antiques and I do a post and in my post, I am persuading people to come to my store or I am persuading people to come to my link. I am going to do this maybe by showing people what it looks like. I might do this by showing them the experience of walking into my antique store. I might give people a behind the scenes look into all of the things that I'm getting ready to put onto the shelves that day. So I am giving people a reason that they should come into my antique store. It is a direct call to action type of post, all right? The second one is to inform. And what happens when we create content that informs is we position ourselves as an expert in whatever we have to offer. And informative posts are critical when you are trying to stand out and be known for something in the field, in the industry that you are in. Let's say that that is direct sales and maybe you sell hair care and there are thousands of other people who sell hair care and there are thousands, I mean, probably millions of different options for best shampoos, best products. And people In order for you to really be known for the shampoo that you sell or the the product that you sell, you also have to become known for your expertise and how you do different business differently. And so taking time to inform people about maybe a pain point they have and how you can resolve it or tips and strategies for how to uh, actually get your hair to grow, um, you know, quicker. And even though it might not be a direct connection back to what you sell, you're still adding value to that person. So informative posts are meant to great create brand awareness, establish trust, cultivate community so you can get people to engage back and forth within the content that you have as well. Going back to that example that we had of somebody who might be selling antiques, I would ask myself, okay, if I'm informing people, I want to, I really want to establish myself of, as an expert in the industry, but I also want to talk to people about what that antique industry really looks like or things they might not even consider. So I might do a piece of content where three tips for how to clear out your attic of the junk and see if your junk is worth money. And I might do a swipeable about just common tips that people might um, not know about how to um, 
how to actually value the things that you have in your attic and how to know what's junk versus what is actually worth money. And maybe that's through a piece of swipeable content. Maybe that's through some before and after pictures. Maybe that is just through tips and strategies for how to declutter your house. But regardless, I am establishing my my expertise in the industry. I'm building trust because I'm adding value without necessarily necessarily saying, and by the way, come to my store. I'm creating that standout factor for what I do. Let's go with number three, entertain. I love this one, but what I often see people do is they spend a lot of time entertaining and not a lot of time selling. They don't actually provide people with information about what they do. And then I'm going, oh my gosh, but what's the purpose? For example, there is um, somebody in my in my community or in the Chic Influencer community who's phenomenal at fitness and her reels are legit fire. Absolutely love them. I laugh every time I see them. They're super entertaining. And when I was having this personal conversation with her, I was like, you know, your reels are on fire. I'm seeing that your your following is growing, you're doing an incredible job. Are you seeing that connect back to your sales? Like, how do you feel? She said, not at all. And I was like, well, uh, how are you cultivating connections with people? Are you actually following up with people? Are you are you going out of your way to have conversations? And she said, no. And so even though entertainment is great for brand awareness, it's great for cultivating community and creating engagement and having conversations, we still need to make sure we have a healthy sprinkling of those other pieces of content so that people know our doors are open for business. So let's talk about entertainment. Let's talk about the specifics of what this might look like. So if I create an entertaining post as an antique dealer um, or somebody who owns an antique shop, it might be these like these snapping my finger reels where I show people like the before and what it looks like after, or I might be going into my attic and I might be talking about how I need more things and it's laughable. But what I also do in that content is I might guide people to where I want their eyeballs to go. I might also say, click the caption from three tips about how to how to clean um, antique uh, glass, right? Or three tips for um, how to actually actually build um, or fix some of those like old antiques that people have. I don't know exactly, but I want to guide people still to do something, right? So if I'm entertaining them, I might be guiding them to my link in my bio. I might be guiding them to the caption that I created. I might be guiding people to read my stories or review my stories for more, where there's also a sprinkling of what I'm marketing as well. And so when you create these these entertaining posts, you also want to say, okay, but what do I want people to do with it? And if it is just for entertainment purposes, we also want to make sure we have a consistent flow of similar types of content so people come back time and time again. And I'll give you one more example. Right now on my own personal grid, I do a lot of reels. And I'm giving reels as an example because that is actually what's being favored in the algorithm. So if you are creating reels, you're extending the possibility of of reach and they're simple to do. 
And so right now, one of the reels that I'm finding is growing my following. It's it's growing sort of my engagement. It's it's just what I'm becoming known for are these reels I do about like life and remission and having cancer and things people don't you know know what to say about to their friends who have cancer. And what it's doing is it's cultivating this engagement and people are talking about their own journeys as well because they feel like they have a common bond and then people are engaging in the captions and they're going back and forth. So I'm really cultivating a community. And what that's really doing is that's building trust. But if I stop doing that, if I just stop talking about cancer, stop doing those real stop creating content that was relevant to my audience then there was really no purpose to that whatsoever because I'm not continuing to yield um, or, or cultivate that engagement with my audience as well. And so when I ask you about your entertaining post, I'm glad that they're entertaining, but what do you want people to do once they get to your page? Do you have a sprinkling of what you offer? Do you guide people into your stories? If I would click on your bio, would there be information or that is relevant to why I came in in the first place? Also something that might interest me as well. So when you create the entertaining post, you still need to ask yourself, if this is brand awareness, am I willing to be consistent and continue to create content like this? Am I giving people an opportunity to go back and forth and cultivate a a community of some sort? Or am I actually telling them to do something with this piece of content? Go to the bio, click the captions. So when I ask myself about my entertaining posts, I really want to ask myself if it's to entertain, why do I want to entertain them? What am I trying to do with that? And the last one um, is share thoughts and feelings. So sharing thoughts and feelings is, is the heart of you. It's really what separates you from the rest of the people. It was Simon Sinek who said, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And that sharing of thoughts and feelings is that personal connection where people begin to feel like they see you as the business owner, as the mentor, as the professional, as the expert, but also as the human, that's really, really relatable. And so sharing thoughts and feelings is a little bit of giving people a glimpse into the why you do what you do. And this is this is an activity that we have been working on within the Chic Influencer community is clarifying that. It's not airing out the dirty laundry, but it's creating relevance for a human connection. And so let's say that I, I am the antique owner, I'm the business owner, and I sell antiques. And uh, people just see posts of the products that are in my store and they don't know anything about me. But then I do a post where I actually, maybe I go live or I create a reel, or maybe it's just a picture where I tell the story about being in my, in my grandmother's house when I was little and her basement to me was was just this absolute treasure of exploration. And I remember that feeling of home and safety and security before my life went completely chaotic. And that security is why I opened the antique store, store because I want people to feel that security of home with the antiques that I see from others as well. And so telling a piece of the brand story creates this feel of, oh, I see a little bit 
bit of me in her or, oh, like that makes sense. And people crave stories. As humans, we want to connect with other people. And there's this moment where I always give this analogy of at the beginning of my business, I was horrible about um, just hiding behind a shaker cup. So I would have my product out in front of me and then I would be doing the duck lips or I would be like kind of standing back a little bit and the product was in front and I was behind. You almost want to like think of yourself as taking your hand, moving the product back and showing your face a little bit more because people relate to you. People will buy from you when they, they trust you and when they feel like they just feel hurt by you. And so the whole purpose of me sharing all of these tips is for you to kind of take a step back. And I recommend that you get out your Make She Happen Planner. And when you're looking at your content ideas, the first thing you're asking yourself is, what's the purpose? What do I want people to do with my content? And then how am I going to position myself? Am I persuading people to do something? Am I creating that direct call to action? action? Um, Am I informing them? Am I positioning myself as that expert, as somebody who gives great tips, advice, strategies to help them with whatever problem they might be having, but I also know that I can resolve? Am I entertaining people and cultivating that community with people or engaging with people and, and establishing trust and credibility? Or am I also sharing thoughts and feelings so people see me not just hiding behind the product that I offer, but why I offer it as well. So persuade and inform, entertain and share thoughts and feelings. So what you can do right now is I actually want you to get a baseline. I want you to go audit your own social media and say, did I have a purpose for the content that I created? This is a persuasive piece. Oh, this is informative. This was entertaining, but I noticed I didn't really engage with people or didn't, maybe I could create this type of content but also call people to engage a little bit more as well. And so just go through the thick of it. Just really go through your content and say, how can I clarify my messaging? Can I clarify the purpose of my post? Can I also identify if something is persuasive, if it's informative, if I'm entertaining and sharing thoughts and feelings? And do I have enough of everything? Because if all I'm doing is trying to persuade people, but I'm not informing them and showing myself as an expert and I'm not entertaining them and I'm not sharing thoughts and feelings, nobody's going to convert. Or likewise, if all I'm doing is informing people and, and, and telling people what to do, but they don't ever know that my doors are open for business, I'm not going to close sales. The same works for entertaining and sharing thoughts and feelings. You have to have a healthy mix of all things four of them in order to really convey your message and most importantly, help your people, but through the services and the products that you offer. So making those sales doesn't happen unless people feel connected to you. So I know that this was a really meaty call. There was a lot of information. And so it might be an episode that you need to listen back to. It might be something where you kind of sit, look at your, your content and go back and have your notes with you and, and say, okay, how can I make this a persuasive piece? How can I turn this informative piece into an entertaining reel? How can I create this share thoughts and feelings post, but make it into a persuasive post and play around with what you've already created, refurbish what you already have, and then you're not 
spinning your wheels, trying to create new and new over and over again. But I think that that is a lesson for another day as well. All right. So lots of information today. What I want to know is how did this help you? I want to see if you've applied it. I want you to tag us at Chic Influencer. If you have found this information helpful, if you are starting to implement it, if you are creating reels or you are creating content that you want us to see, make sure you tag us on Instagram at Chic Influencer. We can't wait to see what you create. And I will see you next week with Mel on the Make Chic Happen podcast. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Make Chic Happen podcast with your hosts, Melanie Mitro and Katie Ersta. If you loved our podcast, be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.